and welcome back to the Private Story Podcast. I'm sorry that we're coming to you a day late this week. Um, It's just Rachel this week. Natasha is on a very bizarre biking trip in Nova Scotia with our mother. Um, I can't really explain what they're doing, why they're going on it. Apparently my mom always wanted to do this it seems so bizarre and like weirdly specific but that is where they are they're biking they've been sending photos it actually does look really nice um not for me personally I would never but I'm happy for them so let's get into it we're gonna have a solo episode this week um first thing is I would like to pull another tarot card like we did at the beginning of last week I thought it was a good way to kick it off. Um, Also, I'm looking at myself on my phone screen and then on my Zoom screen. And I don't know what's wrong with my computer, but I look about 100 pounds heavier and disgusting on the computer screen. So I'm just going to look into the phone. All right, let's do the tarot cards. I'm shuffling them. Spread them out. What do we have? Ooh, Ace of Wands. Let me consult my handy dandy book. Let's see what is going to happen in this podcast today. Just never know. Ace of Wands represents opportunity, inspiration, adventure, creativity, or a new start. Okay, so aces are for beginnings. They also represent focused energy and clear singular intent. Here's an opportunity. Grab it. This is a new beginning full of passion and rich with promise. Oh my God. I want to be seen in a new light. Hell yeah. Let's go. Oh my gosh. And expressing myself through a creative endeavor. So true. Okay. Great start. All right. So this week, since I was going to be by myself, I solicited the help of our handy dandy Instagram followers, which they're getting up there. Um, I think we're at like 160 something right now. I would really like to get to 200. Um, and then I feel like we're really cooking with gas. So please um, follow, share, etc. Okay. So this week, first thing I we need to talk about is the Barbie movie. I mean, let's let that wash over you for a second. I saw it on opening night, obviously. Um... I saw it with my mom, my dad, and Natasha, and my two friends. Um, It was simply, it was a masterpiece. Like, I don't know what else to say. I genuinely thought that it was one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I am not being hyperbolic. I truly mean that. I thought that it was just perfect. It was everything I wanted it to be. Um the costumes, the the sets, the colors, the musical numbers, the choreography, everything was just giving what it needed to give. Um, And the only people that I have encountered that didn't like it are really, I'm sorry to say this, I think that it went over their heads. Some of them, first of all, were children, which I will say it was not a kid's movie, like at all, which I was never under the impression that it was going to be. But I think if you were under that impression, I could see why you didn't like it because it was not a kid's movie, like whatsoever. It was for adults. It was for people 
that grew up playing with Barbies like in its heyday. So like, you know, I would say probably like 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Um, I I played with Barbies. I played with my scenes. I played with Bratz, all of those. I shouldn't say played though. I didn't really play with them. I <laughs> arranged them. You can ask Julia or Natasha. Like I didn't like my dolls to get messed up. So I would put them in their outfits and then I would just kind of like display them. And I would be like, oh, like they're they're at work or like they're at school or they're like at a fashion show, but they're not moving. They're just sitting so I can look at them. Um, so that was how I like to play with my toys. Julie and Natasha were the total opposite. They would like just destroy their Barbies and whatever dolls we had. We also had a lot of, um, what were they called? Groovy girls, groovy girls. We loved groovy girls. Uh, shout out, shout out to the groovy girl community. <laughs> they were a little kookier and they were soft. So you could like, they go like this and they had like always really crazy outfits and they would have like different colored hair um and like they were just kind of cool but they were also kind of like granola crunchy like I feel like you had them if you're like if you also like went to a co-op to grocery shop or you got them at like you know a local independent toy store which is where we got ours shout out to the treehouse in Buffalo New York it's now closed sad RIP okay but back to the Barbie movie I I mean I just loved it it was perfect I thought Margot Robbie did an amazing job um she did the role such justice and I loved that like she was just the stereotypical Barbie like she wasn't the doctor she wasn't the lawyer she wasn't the astronaut like she was just the regular ass Barbie which I feel like (laughs) many of us are in our regular lives um what else I obviously I thought Ryan Gosling was amazing but I do feel like there's been like almost like too much talk about him and like not enough about the female the actresses that like played you know Barbie and like the other Barbies yeah he was good obviously but he was not the focus of the movie for me at all I thought America Ferrera was freaking I'm trying to swear less freaking amazing like just absolutely unbelievable the monologue was I I was sobbing I mean I cried like probably five times throughout the movie could have cried more um definitely I cried during that monologue I cried at the end the the montage of all the other people with the Billie Eilish song I found out that that was all footage of the people that worked on the movie it was like their family and friends which just like brings it to a whole nother level it was so moving and I really do feel like it did a perfect job of like encompassing what it means and how it feels to be a woman um in the world and like just trying to do a million things and always being told that like it's not enough it's wrong you're not doing it the right way you should have done this you could have done this like and I think actually like everyone that I've talked to that has been critical of the movie like has just completely been in that trap of that like well the movie wasn't like this and I wanted to just be like oh Barbie and Ken and I was like this is like it was meant for you and like you just missed it you completely missed it and I almost think that like sends the point even home more for me of just we're expected to do all of these things and no matter what you're never going to do it right or good enough for I guess society at large and then like to speak to the other part of the movie with the Kens like I thought that that was also so beautiful because it really spoke to like 
how the patriarchy, sorry, but like the patriarchy really hurts men in the end. And like it, it puts them into a box as well where, you know, they just have to be <laughs> obsessed with like horses or whatever, like insert, insert activity there. But I, I really just thought that like for men and women, it it had so much. Um, and I, I don't I don't feel like it was a movie like just for girls. I really don't. I actually think it almost was maybe a little bit triggering for some men. Like I remember when my dad went, he wanted to go see it with us, which like great. But then I could tell like he didn't love it, obviously, the way that we did, because I think almost maybe even more than women is like entrenched in men that like they have to be a certain way. They have to be manly and in charge and like all these different things. And I think the movie did like such a good job of disavowing that notion um and saying like you don't you don't have to be that way just because that's like traditional masculinity and I also thought it was so beautiful how like at the end she was like you don't have to define yourself in terms of me like you have to have your own identity and I think that's so true for you know both men and women and especially like today I feel like we're in such a like marriage and couple obsessed phase in society I don't know maybe we're always in that but like you don't have to define yourself by someone else and I and like many of my friends are kind of like in the process of disentangling ourselves of like that myth that you have to have a boyfriend or a husband like to be happy or fulfilled And I think that this movie has come along at like such a perfect time for the, you know, society that we're in. And I think also just like, you know, consumerism and like um, when they had the metallic execs, like with Will Ferrell, just talking about like, you know, that they're so concerned about like feminism. Um, I I mean, it really, it was just amazing. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, I did not see Oppenheimer. I I will, but like, I don't really care about it that much. I mean, I do love Killian Murphy. I think he's a great actor and really hot. So I will see it, but I definitely would not see them both back to back. Like that is insane and way too long of a time at the movies for me. Um, I also thought Barbie was a perfect length movie. It was like two hours. That's right where I want to be. That's the sweet spot. I don't want it to be longer. I don't really want it to be shorter. Two hours is like the perfect benchmark of a movie for me. Um, Speaking of Barbie, I have had this tinsel in my hair. I think you can see it since I went to nationals. So we're coming up on like three weeks. I really would love to get it out, but I do not know how. So if anyone like it's just attached by a little bead at the top of my head and someone told me that you're just supposed to pull it out which seems like it would really hurt so if anyone knows how to get it out uh let me know okay next topic we are gonna talk about I told you I asked people on Instagram what we should talk about a lot of people wanted me to talk about the UFOs um I listen I have always believed in aliens like my whole life I mean I shouldn't say my whole life but I have a cousin Toriana and also her brothers, Joey and Dante, they're our first cousins. They are obsessed with aliens. They've always been obsessed with aliens and like life on other cultures or not cultures, planets. Oh my God, I'm not good. So they've always kind of like been in our ear, like 
there's aliens like the government knows about the aliens like we have to find out about them so I'm like I've always been curious about it and a couple years ago I was in Florida with Tori and we watched this documentary I cannot think of the name of it but I will ask her and then I'll put it um in the comments somewhere watch this documentary about aliens and after I watched that I was like all right I'm convinced like aliens are 100% real so now we have this whistleblower who you know claims to work for the U.S. government coming out and saying there are aliens we have the alien bodies like we have their spaceships or their whatever the hell they came in on and it's just like so funny the way that the internet is now in our like discourse on Twitter is that like alien news drops and everybody's like, eh, okay, like whatever, don't care, moving on. Because <laughs> we just are bombarded with so much crazy shit 24-7 that like even the news of aliens, nobody really cares. Um, I care though. And I mean, I feel like the aliens definitely are real. Um, I also though, I do think that like a lot of times stuff like this comes out when there's like possibly other like more nefarious things happening that the government doesn't want us to think about so that I would just like keep that in the back of your mind but I do think that the aliens are real I think they're probably here I think they probably have their bodies somewhere I want to see the aliens I want to see what they look like are they green are do they look like us maybe just like a little different like I need to know um our family we're obsessed with star trek we're, we're big trekkies this might come as a surprise but it is the truth specifically star trek enterprise and on that show they have all there's like a million different races of like you know life life forms and they always have like the most interesting looking aliens so i'm like maybe the aliens will be like klingons or like romulans i'm really getting deep with my star trek references but I'm like, release the photos. If you want people to really care and like give a shit, and if you really are trying to distract us from something else, release the photos. We need to know what do the aliens look like. That's my take on the UFOs. And plus, I would like to see an alien. I feel like if anyone's going to see an alien, it should be me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm kind of like a witch. Like, my my sweatpants say angel psychic. I actually thought they said witch, but maybe next time. Um, so that's my thoughts on the aliens I hope that we can see what they look like soon because otherwise like you're just gonna leave us to make our own conjectures and I think that someone should also break into area okay no they shouldn't but just release the photos how about that let us see what the aliens look like okay speaking of aliens in the government this brings me to Mitch McConnell I'm sure we've all seen the video of him just stopping speaking at the podium and listen i'm gonna try my best not to get political um but here he is giving a speech he is the i think republican speaker of the house minority speaker of the house tell me how we are going to have someone in the government who is a speaker for an entire political party who can't speak because he's so goddamn old that he's literally stroking out at the platform. Riddle me that. Riddle me that. How, in God's name, in this this great nation, the U.S. of A., how are we allowing that? We need to have limits, age limits, to be in the government. I, I This goes across the aisle. I say it about Dianne Feinstein or Feinstein, however the hell you say it. 
as well. How old is that woman? 88? You see them wheeling her in? She is half dead. I'm sorry. All due respect. Go spend time with your family. Uh, these are your last years. I promise you. You do. You are not long for this earth. Go spend time with your family. Hang out with your grandkids. You. I don't think you want your last memories to be of the Senate floor. I personally wouldn't. I just think it's insane. Like We have so many young, vibrant people that want to help change this world and our country for the better. And who do we have instead? These old hags and bags that can't even get through a speech because they're literally having strokes. This is horrible. This is elder abuse. I seriously think government should be 30 to 70. No younger, no older. Good. Call it. Uh, Listen, I don't want someone in college in the government. I don't want someone over the age of 70 in the government. I'm sorry. 40 years when you're really in touch with the American people, I think that is a good, good amount of time for you to be in the government. If you are over 70, goodbye. You're retired. It is insane. I say the same thing for the president. Biden, no, you're too old. Goodbye. Goodbye, grandpa. See you. Trump, you're too old. No. You do not run for president if you are over 70. Okay, thank you. Government, please contact me for other new rules and regulations I think we should enact. Great. Okay, next topic. (laughs) My little notebook. Okay, another topic the people wanted me to discuss was grad school. So, as you may or may not know, you probably don't, I went to grad school in 2021 to 2022. Um, I went to Fordham in New York City, and I got my Master's of Science in Management. Now, some of you may be saying, Rachel, what the hell is a Master's of Science in Management? And I'm here to tell you, I barely even know myself, and I spent a year in the program, and I have a Master's in it. Um, I would say it's kind of like a shorter, less hard MBA that more so focuses on like the human side of management and almost kind of like psychology and how best to manage people. A lot of like HR stuff, a lot of um, cultural uh, inclusivity, diversity, kind of stuff like that. And the main like guiding principle of our program was called humanistic management, which I do think is an amazing concept. I definitely think that more companies should uh, lead with humanistic management, and most of them do not. Sorry, is there an alien behind me? No, the light's just blinding me. Okay, so humanistic management, it's basically just treating your employees um, like they're human beings and looking at them as an entire person, not just as a driver for economic growth. So seems like a really basic idea. It's really not. It's not what most um, companies and businesses employ. So the whole point of this program basically is to teach us about it so then we can go out into the business world and try to enact more humanistic practices. Um, Of course, I got my master's in it and then literally moved back to Buffalo and didn't use it at all. And I've been teaching dance since. So grad school as a whole for me didn't like really make sense. It didn't help me further my career at all. But I did meet a lot of good friends and I had a lot of fun. But (laughs) did it help my career? No. Um, So to speak on grad school as a whole, I think like probably nine times out of 10, it's kind of a scam, especially if it's like a one-year master's like mine was. 
Um, it's just like a good money grab for universities. I mean, I, I absolutely learned a lot. I really did, but I probably could have learned it in like a lot less expensive way. So my overall advice on grad school would be only go if it is going to be paid for by like a company that you're already working for, which some people that I met at Fordham was the case, like mostly in their MBAs. But if you're getting like a master's in, I don't know, like engineering or like something that's more of like a, you know, tangible thing, I think it makes a lot more sense. If you're getting like a social sciences master's degree, if you want to do it and you financially can afford to, I would still say do it. Like for me, I don't regret it. I'm I'm really happy I did it. I think I I think it made sense for where I was at in my life, but I would not say do it if you're like I've got to get a job from it or like if you're doing it to try to like figure out what you want to do in your life. At least for me, that wasn't the case, but also like I'm kind of an anomaly in that like <laughs> I know what I want to do with my life and it's not like a regular job. So I don't know. I mean, just do your research. I, again, also really didn't. Like I knew nothing about the program. I just went into it. Luckily, I was able to excel, you know, as one does. But I would just say like know what you're getting into. And a lot of the times a master's degree is not worth the money. Um, Not to say mine wasn't. Shout out Fordham. If you would like to give me a job, please do. So that leads me into my next topic of what in God's name am I doing with my life? Um, It's a real unknown right now. I mean, I I am moving to New York um, in about a month after we do all of this crazy traveling. I'm moving to New York. I do not currently have a job secured. So if you live in New York and you're looking for a multifaceted young woman with a lot of skills plucky sort of imagine uh Fran Drescher in the nanny fatter but funny um not as good of hair but funny good outfits and you know just a real can-do attitude but does not want to show up before like 9 30 a.m I'm your girl um whew, that really leaves me open to a lot of opportunities I'm sure but yeah so I'm moving to New York I have an apartment I'm gonna be in the Upper East Side. Um, I'm very excited, but I'm also nervous because I just feel like I'm probably going to be leaving my home, my home in Buffalo for the last time. I can't explain why. I just have a feeling like I just won't be back um, in any like long term sense after I do this move. So I'm very excited. Um, I mean, what I have been doing here in the meantime, since grad school, I've been working as a dance teacher, which I love. It is hundred percent like my passion I wish that I could do it full-time that is like kind of the jobs that I'm looking for in the city right now just because that is the thing that would make me want to kill myself the least in terms of a job um and yes that is the criteria that I use for a job because I subscribe to the philosophy that human beings were not put on this earth to work five days a week uh get drunk for two days and then repeat the whole cycle like that's that's not how I live and since I have been blessed and fortunate enough to like experience a life without a nine to five job I know the joy that it brings me and I know that like that's how I'm supposed to live so that's why my (laughs) criteria for a job is obviously like very specific um but yeah I mean I love teaching dance I love the studio that I teach at I love our students they are 
apple of my eye, <laughs> joy of my world. Um, I think some of them listen to this. But I mean, teaching is like the most, it is like the most fulfilling thing that I've ever done in my life. Um, I've done it like since I've been in college. So it's been a long time now. It's been eight years. Um, so hopefully I can get a job teaching in New York. If I can't, I honestly don't really know what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, I really don't. I don't have a backup. Um, I'm not giving myself the option of like just taking some kind of shit job at a company where I have to show up at like 8.30 a.m. and work until, you know, 6 p.m. That's just not for me. I won't do it. Like I genuinely, I'd rather do any service job. Like I've worked retail. I'll do that again. I've been a waitress. I would do that again. Um, I will do anything like to have my quality of life. So yeah, stay tuned. Um, I really don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to go. My fingers are just crossed. I'm like, I've been putting some feelers out. I'm applying to some jobs. I was thinking I wanted to be a nanny. We'll see. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So what have we covered today? We've talked about the Barbie movie, UFOs, old people in government, grad school, moving, dance teaching, a lot really. Oh, and my hair, tinsel in my hair. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, the other thing, last thing I wanted to say is I am going to be traveling solo for a little bit in Europe. Um, I'm going to be in Paris. So if anyone has any recommendations for solo travelers or for places to stay in Paris, please let me know because I have nothing booked and I am going in two weeks. So hit me up. Um, and that is it for this week's episode. I do not have a book recommendation for you. I'm going to save those for when Natasha is back. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone has a great weekend and thank you for listening. Love you all. Bye.